0: It is the pearl of the Black Sea, as it's known. This major port city has borne the brunt of Russian missile attacks in the last few weeks. On Friday, Ukraine intercepted four missiles and a drone, and Ukraine has also stepped up some of its own attacks during the Rus- during Russian targets inside Crimea. As the counteroffensive moves south, today Kiev's defense ministry says. Its forces have liberated areas along the southern front line, near Robotyne. Before the Russian invasion, nearly two-thirds of the country's exports and imports moved through Odessa's ports. It's a vital economic lifeline. The most important commodity, of course, is grain, but there are other materials as well. Odessa was also a thriving holiday destination. There are, a few if, there are few, if any, foreign tourists, but Ukrainians have flocked back to these beaches this summer. And today, I found out how important that is for people who are trying to soothe their trauma and even for soldiers battling the physical and mental scars of war. In the waning days of a second summer at war under the blazing Black Sea sun, you find, well, people at the beach. It's actually the first time some of this Odessa coastline has been open for business since the Russian invasion. And while Olga has brought her family for a change of scenery, there is no getting away from it. Here, can you forget the war for a little bit?
1: Sirens at night don't let you forget. No, we don't forget.
0: At least I don't. But I hope my kids and parents get distracted a little bit. Still, those who can make the most of it. Life goes on even in wartime, and here at the Caleton Beach Club it's somehow comforting to watch parents slap protective gear onto their infants as if sunburn is the worst that can happen. But of course it's not. So is it, is that, does that mean orthopedics or, or anything? Fifteen minutes away in the center of town is a modern, private recovery and rehabilitation unit, one of ten set up around the country by a Ukrainian philanthropist. Here, in a full-body sling, 41-year-old Vitali tells us that he volunteered for the front as a D-minor, until he was blown up by an anti-personnel mine eight months ago in Kherson. The first wave hit my face because I was bending down, he says, and shrapnel entered my eye, another bit hit my finger, and three of my toes were blown off. On the rehab bed next to him... 43-year-old Ruslan's injury is less dramatic, spine and back problems from suddenly having to haul heavy gear around. Do you need to get into better shape? If I was 20, he tells me, it would be different, but I'm 43 and so it's difficult. But he wants to go back to the front like Vitali does just as soon as they're patched up, still motivated, still sure of victory. But then the talk suddenly turns. Vitaly, what do you think you need? Immobilized and prone, he's crystal clear. We need more weapons and jets to close the sky from the Russian missiles, he says. When a soldier is fighting there and his family is here unprotected, what do you think goes through our minds? Andriy tells me his psychological trauma is worse than the shrapnel to his hand, because he, like all of them, want to be back at the front with their comrades to fight for their country and their family. Mama. I have a mother, a father, a wife and a cat, he tells me. Back at the seaside, Sergey, a 59-year-old conscript based in Kherson, defends his beach time break. In the middle of war, you don't you don't feel strange.
1: Uh, yeah, it's slightly a bit strange, but uh, we need some direction
0: He'll be back under arms after his 15-day furlough, and he insists their counteroffensive is going according to plan. It is an important reminder of preserving the fabric of life even amidst war. Now, as we mentioned, Odessa is key to Ukraine's grain exports and all its exports, frankly. Over the weekend, Ukraine tested a second vessel through a temporary Black Sea corridor that it's established since Russia pulled out of the UN grain deal last month. But Odessa is also a major historical site, with rich cultural history encompassing Russians, Jews, Ottomans, as well, of course, as Ukrainians. And the world was very shocked when Russian missiles badly damaged the historic Orthodox cathedral. It's a UNESCO World Heritage Site. And our next guest, Nikolai Vignansky, is an advisor to the mayor of Odessa. Welcome to our program. And look, first of all, comment on what's happening behind us. The sun has gone down. It's kind of dark. But all these beaches below have been, have been full for the first time in, uh, since the
1: war. Yes, it's full. It's two weeks since it's full. But to be honest, uh, the picture is a little bit scary because there is no ships. We used to see a lot of lights at sea. So there it's is blind nothing. Now, this it's com- completely, this completely black sea.
0: <laughs> completely the black sea yes. you guys can still make jokes even that's under okay. war you kind of have to right that's what it's, all of you this joke because it's our life it's your life yeah. so let's just talk about that then yeah. because this is a major problem trying to get exports out trying to get imports in and yet your country has facilitated a second sea passage yeah How do you think that went? Is there gonna be more of it? What what can you tell us about Uh, that?
1: I don't know, we have to ask this on the military highest because they Mm -hmm. defend ships somehow. I don't know how it's possible, but thank you, them for it.
0: So what is it that, uh, basically, you and the mayor's office are dealing with most right now? Because, you know, uh, Odessa was kind of spared the worst of the Russian assaults at the beginning. Mm -hmm. In the last month, it's really stepped up, the attacks by Russia.
1: Uh, yes, we feel situation a little bit let, uh, better, but uh, not a lot, because one year ago we thought that uh, the war would be not more than one year. And now we understand that it might be for good with our life, and we have no future.
0: You really think that?
1: That it could uh, yes. be if forever? We, we don't think how to deal with it. And I understand that we as a man can be just finished because our potential as the man co- quantity is less 3 4 times than Russia and that's why now I still run as uh, advisor for the mayor of Odessa about humanitarian issues I run the biggest Ukrainian humanitarian center we support uh, adps okay. I and mean, supply them with uh,
0: those are internally
1: then, displaced people. Internal, the IDPs, internally displaced people. So, and our center, which I uh, founded with my friend, this is the biggest in Ukraine. Mm. We have uh, helped more than 200,000 families.
0: That's a lot Since the beginning, that's a lot. Yes. Is that is that Odescent or is that people center. who are coming? No, it's from, from everywhere. Yeah.
1: From Mariupol, from Kherson, from East from, from everywhere.
0: And are they still coming? Still even coming. this late into the war? Even
1: now, still coming. Mm-hmm. Every day we have about two hundred families.
0: You're not a military man and I'm not asking you military yeah. questions, but you know, you're saying you're concerned that this could go on for a long time, that they have, as you said, four times the number of population than than, than you have here in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. How is the counter-offensive being perceived here? How are people thinking about it and talking about it? Different
1: people think differently. As for me, I have never overestimated it, and I know a lot of soldiers. Uh, It's a lot of my close friends now there, and I understand that it's really difficult for them. It's difficult without airplanes, air fighters. It's difficult because everything is mined. And so as for me, everything goes as needed, it's okay. But at the same time, a lot of my friends, they lost their limbs, mm-hmm. they wounded, and understand that I might be drafted. You understand even, that you yes, might be drafted. even and, tomorrow.
0: And you would go willingly? Yes, of course. You know, that is an incredible thing for people to understand and to hear you say that, because we were, as you saw, in a rehab center, Mm-hmm. just earlier today and mm-hmm. we saw people with, with severe wounds and those mm-hmm. who are being, you know, being rehabilitated and, and recovering and yet every single one of them said that they wanted to go back to the front, that the pull of, of their comrades and the pull of the idea of defending the homeland and their families is just huge still.
1: Yes, that, this, this is huge I think even more than it was before because uh, at the beginning it was like reactive Mm-hmm. And now it's a reflexia and this why now we understand that we have to go.
0: So before you just did it. It was, it was directly, was yes, a reflection. Yeah, and now it's a it's, it's a, a way deep, of life.
1: Yes, of course. But it's our, our home.
0: Yeah, you you deal in humanitarian issues, but you also were very very prominent in the campaign to get Odessa named a UNESCO yeah. historical site. Yeah. So. How did you feel in your heart when, when the famous church was uh, so badly damaged last month?
1: To be honest, it's a little bit mistake because the church is, it's a new building. Yeah, it was it it, it has never is been right? UNESCO site. Yes. Okay. but the, there it's are. It's called the
0: Transfiguration. Yes, the
1: Transfiguration yeah. because Communists in 1937 uh, ruined this church and after 2000 we rebuilt it. Mm-hmm. So that's why this is a new building and. But Uh, on a historic site? A historic site, but the building is new. But there were damaged a lot of real historical uh, buildings, and I feel pity about that. But otherwise, I know that now this is UNESCO site, and since they bombed UNESCO site, this is a top level of military crime. And that's why we will take them to the court. They uh, I believe that we will have a lot, enough money to rebuild everything, to restore everything,